Would you guys pray with me? I would love to just open in a prayer. Heavenly Father, you are so good. You are so good. I thank you for this time of uh, just being built up in you. I thank you for what I have personally learned from Stephen and Justin today and how I'm going to apply it to my life that real leaders serve people. God, I pray today that you would help us not just receive um, awesome instruction and, and teachings from your word, but God, that we would apply it to our life, that when we leave here today, God, that we would be a better equipped to walk this thing out, to serve people as you served people. Lord, I just thank you for the good work that you have began in, in all of us. You will bring to completion to the day of Christ Jesus. And God's people said, amen, amen. So today, I, uh, my message is called serving people even when we don't see success. Whew. We've all had a year, and, and sometimes it's, it gets discouraging when, you're, when you think like, oh, well, I should have success, and you don't necessarily see it, right? Sometimes we feel defeated, but God wants to equip you today that even when you don't see what you think you should see, we have to do the good work of serving people anyway. And one of the best examples I could think of from the Bible is the prophet Jeremiah. He served people, although he did not see success in his lifetime. If you could put up that scripture in Jeremiah 1, verse 17 through 19, it says, therefore prepare yourself and arise and speak to them all that I commanded you. Do not be dismayed before their faces lest I dismay you before them. For behold, I have made you this day a fortified city, an iron pillar, a brown, and bronze walls against the whole land, against kings of Judah, against princes, against its priests, and against the people of the land. They will fight against you, but they, but they shall not prevail against you. For I am with you, says the Lord, to deliver you. Praise God that God was with Jeremiah because when God calls us to serve people and we don't see success, we need to make sure that we're holding on to God. See, Jeremiah was called to be a prophet, but he was called to prophesy to a people who would not listen to him. Matter of fact, he was called to prophesy and to preach to people who would actually hate him. I mean, the scripture says, don't look at their faces. You ever uh, see one of those memes that's like, it's not my tongue that needs deliverance, it's, it's my face, right? Those were the kind of people that he was preaching to, those people that had what they call a resting face, and <laughs> not a good resting face, if you know what I mean. And yet, the, the Bible says, don't look at their faces, because you can't be discouraged by what the people are thinking or what, what they are doing, because you have to be encouraged by me because I've called you to do this work. Even though Jeremiah was mocked, he was ignored, he was attacked, arrested, persecuted. He was called to not even get married. He didn't even have a life partner to help him through this. He was called to do it alone, but he wasn't alone because God was with him. And friends, we need to learn from Jeremiah because we are living in days that could be similar to the days that Jeremiah lived in. I mean, we have never experienced what we've experienced in 2020 onto 2021. I mean, if COVID wasn't enough, they had to cancel school for my four kids again for a whole week because of the snowstorm. Come on, somebody. <laughs> it's like, we have never lived through these kind of days, but God, he wants
wants to show you that even if you don't see the success that you had hoped for, that he is there and he is enough. And so if we're going to serve people at this level, at the level of Jeremiah, well, then we need to have some mindsets that will shift. We need to have some perspectives that will change. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk to you about how we need to change our mindset, how we need to have a perspective shift. We need to have the mind of Christ in order to serve people when success seems far at reach, when it seems impossible, because when God is with us in these times, we can still serve even when success seems out of reach. The first thing that we need to do, the first mindset that needs to be shifted is that we need to redefine self. What I mean by this is we need to redefine our self-worth. So often our self-worth is in what we do, it's in our profession, it's, it's in um, how much money we make, where we live, it is in fulfilling the American dream, the bigger and better, but sometimes God calls us to decrease. Sometimes God causes us to take a step backward before we get to take a step forward. And then we have to make sure that our identity is found in Him. That's how we redefine self. The scripture says it here, good in Jeremiah 1, 5 through 10. It says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, oh Lord, God, behold, I do not know how to speak for I'm only a youth. Look at Jeremiah putting his insecurities out there. <laughs> but the Lord said to me, do not say I'm only a youth, for to all to whom I have sinned, you shall go, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. And then the Lord put his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have set you this day over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and break down, to destroy, to overthrow, to build, and to plant. <laughs> Someone told me church planting is easy and fun. You've never church planted, okay? We've done it twice. <laughs> and sometimes I feel like Jeremiah, like, oh, this sounds cool. Build up and all this stuff, but it's also tearing down. It's also, it's hard. It's difficult. It's difficult to not find your self-worth in what you do. It's difficult to start defining yourself by, you know, what people think of you, your reputation, instead of truly having your self-worth in Christ alone. Jeremiah couldn't put his self-worth in his insecurities that he was young when God called him. He couldn't put his self-worth in, in his upbringing, and he had a great upbringing. He was raised up by, by priests. He was, getting, he was called to go into the priestly realm, but yet God changed that for him and said, you know, there's not going to be a priesthood for a while. You know, God knew everything that was going on, that the land was about to be destroyed, that the people of Judah were getting ready to be, go, in his lifetime, taken into exile. And so the priesthood wouldn't be what it was before. And yet God said, but I still have called you to be a prophet to the nations. I've still called you even when success seems impossible. I've called you. And when we know that we're called in hard times and difficult seasons, I mean, how many of us have been living in hard times and difficult seasons? When we know that we're called in that, we better know that our self-worth has to be in Christ and not what we do. Because what we do could be taken away. 
how we were raised, could, everything could change in a moment. But nothing can, God, when God is inside of you, no one and nothing can take that away. And that's what Jeremiah learned, that his self-worth was in Christ alone. He learned to define himself as a child of God, not in his career, <laughs> not in his career, but in God alone. Another perspective to have when success feels out of reach is, well, we need to redefine stubborn. <laughs> now, what I mean by this is not come up with like a new definition of what stubborn means. Like, don't look it up on Urban De Dictionary and think, oh, there's a new trend among Generation Z. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, rethink stubborn. And what I mean by that is, is sometimes God calls us to serve people even when they suck the life out of you. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I almost, <laughs> I almost titled this message, serving people even when they suck. But I was like, I have a board member and my Pentecostal background won't let me do it. So we're just gonna throw it in real quick here. <laughs> but this is the thing, sometimes God calls us to serve difficult people, right? I mean, do we have any parents in the house? Sometimes God calls us to serve difficult people, okay? Toddlers and teenagers, great examples. Sometimes God calls us to serve difficult people, people who won't listen, people who won't pay attention, people who are selfish, people who are stubborn, people who are stuck in their ways. Come on. And God says, will you love them anyway? Will you serve them anyway? Years ago, my husband was praying about this because, well, we have served in a ministry. Our Vision Kitchen ministry serves um, homeless um, people and people that are at risk for poverty. And we've had some awesome people who have come through, and we've had some interesting characters who have come through our ministry. And one of those interesting characters, his name is Brad. And Brad, I've known him for at least 15 years, maybe longer. He lives in the neighborhood where our South Toledo campus is, and he makes sure he comes in and he gets he gets gets the meals and sometimes even on Sunday mornings he'll come in and get his coffee and then walk out the door before church starts <laughs> and and God spoke to my husband one time when he was praying about Brad and said will you love Brad even if Brad never changes even if Brad stays an alcoholic he never gets his life together he lives in poverty for the rest of his life he depends on the church for the rest of his life for food otherwise he wouldn't eat will you still love him and my, my husband had to check himself and, and, and get to the point that, yes, I will love him even if I never see fruit in his life. Friends, sometimes God calls us to love people that don't show us the return that we are expecting from our service. Because it's natural for us when we pour into people to want to see some kind of growth. It's, it's a natural instinct when we, when we raise our children that we want to see them appreciate. I mean, I want my kids to stand up and call me blessed like right now, like the scripture says in Proverbs 31. <laughs> they are 17, 14, 12, and nine. And only the nine-year-old will still stand up and call me blessed <laughs> at this time. But I know that the, the work and the service that I'm putting into them that one the scripture says, train a child in the way he shall go and he will not depart from it. One day, even if I don't see it in my lifetime, although I'm believing I will, one day there will be fruit from it. Well, what about when God calls us to take care of that, that hard to serve customer who has a bad attitude, no matter what we do? What if God calls us to, to preach the best sermon of our life and, and nobody is receiving from it? Will you do it anyway? 
Will you serve anyway? Friends, we have to learn to redefine stubborn. Jeremiah preached for 40 years to a people group who would not receive the word of the Lord. And yet he kept on going because when he saw stubborn and when he said, I'm going to be steadfast. And that's how we redefine stubborn. When they're stubborn and don't receive the word of God from us or what we are called to do in business or or in life and parenting, then we say, I'm going to be steadfast. I'm not going to give up. I I refuse to quit. I'm going to pray for the staying power to keep going even when it's hard. And friends, that's what the church needs. That's what the people of God needs. That's what business needs. That's what we all need right now. Steadfast power to keep going even when it's difficult, even when things don't happen the way we think that they should. We need to be steadfast. Jeremiah learned to be steadfast. He learned to keep on going. And friends, I believe we can be that way as well. Another perspective that we need to adapt if we are going to continue to serve even when when success seems out of reach is, well, we need to redefine strength, what strength means to us. Oftentimes, especially as American Christians, we think strength is, is all about success. Like was spoken earlier, we confuse prosperity to prosper with the success. And we think that the bigger and better, the following the American dream, and that is success. When sometimes we have to redefine what it takes to do that strength. Sometimes we want uh, the anointing of Jeremiah, but not going through what Jeremiah went through. You know what I mean? Like, can I get the goods without the work? (laughs) We want the shortcuts, right? Well, friends, strength means something different. Strength means Even when you are called the weeping prophet, come on, that is not the most manliest of nicknames, right? The weeping prophet, can you imagine being a man? I I picture Jeremiah like big and handsome like my my husband and I just can't see Josh being one to be called the weeping prophet because it's just not very manly, right? But yet he owned it. He owned it. He wrote the book of Lamentations, which, which teaches us how to grieve. And friends, some of us need to learn how to grieve God's way for the things that we have recently gone through. And, and he learned that his strength is not in his ability, but in God's ability. He learned that true strength comes from weakness. He kind of learns what I believe Paul coined here in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you and my power made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Paul said this after he prayed to God to take away that thorn in his flesh. And, Paul, and God said, you know, I'm not going to take away that thorn because it makes you depend on my grace. And <laughs> that's redefining strength. Sometimes we feel like we have some thorn in our flesh. Sometimes there's, there's that one area in our business or in our church that we just feel like we can't quite get past. And God's saying, I have that there intentionally to redefine strength in your life, to develop character in your life, to make you more like me. And you know, there's a verse that I think almost 
any kid who grew up in church at all knows in Jeremiah. Jeremiah 29, 11. Oh, this is probably one of the most quoted out of context scriptures in all of the Bible. You know it. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And yet this scripture was written by Jeremiah right before the destruction of the temple, the destruction of uh, Judah, and the destruction of Jerusalem, and the people were carried out into exile. And yet Jeremiah did not lose hope because his strength was not in his circumstances. His strength was in the Lord. He redefined strength by the grace of God. By the grace of God. And friends, we need to redefine strength in our life too. It's not in our circumstances. It's in God. Finally, the last perspective that I want us to think about today that will help us serve people even when we don't see success is redefining, well, success. I believe God wants to teach us a new definition of success and what that means to us. And God taught that to Jeremiah. See, other prophets, well, they had results, right? Moses led the people out of Egypt. I mean, he had miracles and results, all kinds of cool things. Elijah and Elisha, well, they saw miracles. Uh, Haggai, Zechariah, they, they got to see the rebuilding of the temple. Jonah saw revival, even though he ran from God and was swallowed by a will. And here's Jeremiah, faithful for 40 years and, and didn't see one miracle. <laughs> didn't have one person amen him. He had his friends turn against him. The nobles turn against him. The princes and kings of of Israel turn against him. Wasn't able to marry and was still found faithful because he redefined what success was. See, success is not just about results and, and productivity. Yeah, that's part of it at times. But success for the kingdom minded person is about being in the center of God's will. (laughs) It is about, it is about being faithful to the call, even when it's agonizing, even when it's hard, even when it's difficult. And friends, I want to encourage you to allow the Lord to redefine success to you. A few years ago when, um, we planted our second campus, I really was going through a difficult season in my life and, and I wanted to quit. I wanted to give up. And I really went before the Lord and I'm like, God, I'm reading all these leadership books. I'm listening to all the podcasts. I'm doing self-discipline. I'm doing what, what I think I should do. And, and yet I don't see the success that I believe I should see. And the Lord told me, put away those leadership books. <laughs> I'm like, okay. He, he made me uh, put away the leadership books for over a year and had me just in a place of really seeking his face. And then he said, to me that kingdom success is different than earthly success. That kingdom success is about being in the center of God's will. It's about being obedient to God, even in the difficult seasons, even in the hard times. And friends, that 
changed my life forever because I realized no matter what I see and listen, in, in ministry, just like in business, we're, we're trained certain ways to count nickels and noses. <laughs> we're, trained to, uh, we're, we're trained, these are the things that make your church successful. And yet God was untraining me from everything I was being trained for and said, what I want from you, Joy, is obedience. I want you to do it anyway, even if you don't see the results that you have, you hope for. And that's difficult, friends. It's difficult to be obedient in those seasons. And that is nothing, what I've gone through is nothing compared to what Jeremiah went through. Being obedient to God and preaching his word when, when, when people would stone him and mock him and, and accuse him. God is calling us, friends, to first seek his kingdom and his righteousness and then he will add all these things to us. But as American Christians, we want all the stuff first without going through the seeking his kingdom and allowing his righteousness, right standing with God to transform us. We can't get it twisted. We gotta let God do the gospel flip in us. And we gotta first seek God and his kingdom and his righteousness and then worry about the, uh, allow the Lord to, Take care of the results and the fruit. This is the thing that I want you to get. Jeremiah didn't see success in his lifetime. He didn't see the fruit of his ministry. And the, he didn't see the fruit of being obedient. He didn't see any of the good things like that. As a matter of fact, what he saw was the destruction of the people that he loved. But he was faithful. And guess what? Future generations produce the fruit that was planted by Jeremiah. Daniel prophesied Jeremiah. Other, uh, other prophets that came after him leaned on the book of Jeremiah and Lamentations and trusted the promise in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. And friends, we have to know that sometimes we may not see the fruit of our life in our lifetime. As a matter of fact, when you go to Hebrews chapter um, 11 or 13, I can't remember which one, it's called the Hall of Faith. Most of those people didn't see what they had believed for until they were in the great cloud of witnesses, friends. You may not see the fruit of your life until you're with the Lord. But guess what? Even then, when you get to meet him face to face, <laughs> I've never been more ready after this year to meet God face to face. Even when we get to meet him face to face and, and he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. And then he gives us a crown. We're not going to take that crown and be like, Boop, bling, bling, take a picture, put it on social media, have social media, right? Show up with the whole world. We're not going to do that. Instead, we're going to take that crown and we're going to throw it at his feet where it belongs because it's all about him. It's all about him. Would you guys just take a moment with me and let's just close our eyes and focus on the Lord. Let's just take a moment to allow God to do an inner work in us. Allow God to help us know that real leadership is serving people. And in order to serve people, even when we don't see the fruit or don't see success that we want, well, we have to rethink some things. 
We have to get a different perspective. We need God to redefine our self-worth, that it's in him and not what we do. We have to rethink stubborn. And when, when the people we're serving are stubborn, then we need to become steadfast. We need to redefine what strength and success is. We need new, new measures and new metrics of measuring success. Am I being obedient to God? Am I being faithful to the call even when it's hard? Am I going to outlast every lie, every attack of the enemy because I am steadfast and I will not give up? Am I going to trust God for the fruit? Am I going to trust God to do what only God can do? God wants to do this in us. Father, I just pray for your people even now. Lord, God, I thank you that real leadership is serving people. I thank you that even when we don't see the success that we want and that we dream of, Lord God, in our lifetime. Maybe it's just you have us hidden for a season and we will see that success in later years. Maybe it's just not the right timing right now, but God help us not give up. Because if we're only doing what we're doing, if we're only serving people because we want some kind of acknowledge, acknowledgement, well then that's fake leadership and God, you've called us to real leadership, to serve people no matter what the cost is no matter how hard and difficult it gets. And we trust you with the results. We trust you to finish the good work that you began in our lives and in the lives of the people that we love. God, we just even now surrender to you and we thank you for teaching us true leadership today to serve people, even when it's hard, even when it's difficult. In Jesus' name.